Sunday service at Elkhorn, which was the Lutheran Church of Reconciliation. My name is Art Davis, and I'm a member here for over 10 years. I got started at this school or at the church with my grandson being in the preschool here. And I hope that you will enjoy today's sermon and it will be a blessing to you. One of the things that attracted me to the church was the people that are here have always been friendly. Uh, one of the things about the COVID has reduced the interaction between members and the gatherings that we used to be able to have. But in place of it, we are able to do the streaming, which is to be able to bring more people into focus with the church and with God's work. Okay. Uh, today, we're going to be still going into the study of Ephesians, and we will be working or listening to the will of God. We hope that you'll stay in and enjoy this sermon, and it provides a blessing to you. Thank you. Good morning, sons and daughters of God. What a joy it is to be able to gather together in God's house and to gather together online as we worship together as a large community of faith. Welcome both to you here in this room and those of you watching from home or wherever you might be this morning. It is good to be together. We're continuing to work our way through uh, the letter to the Ephesian Christians. And uh, as we do that, we have heard how God has provided uh, so much for us and blessed us with all kinds of grace and mercy. And now the writer is encouraging us to consider the way we live in light of all of God's blessings to us. And so we will continue to do that today. And certainly part of our living is a life of thanksgiving, a life of praise for all that God has given to us. So we will do that together today. I invite you now to stand as you are able as we begin our confession. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the God of manna, the God of miracles, the God of mercy. Amen. Amen. In a world with much evil, God continues to work for good. In a culture which worships foolishness, God still offers wisdom as a gift. In a time filled with lies, God's promises are true and God's love is constant. Let us come to the one who offers the bread of life, the promise of redemption and forgiveness. Please join me as we pray. God, our provider, help us. It is hard to believe there is enough to share. We question your ways when they differ from the ways of the world in which we live. We turn to our own understanding rather than trusting in you. We take offense at your teachings and your ways. How can you have mercy on such unwise and faithful people, perfect wisdom? Yet that is exactly what you do. And our greed turns to gratitude, our pettiness to praise, our tantrums to thanksgiving, as hope and joy become our blessing through the one we call our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Christ, God sent redemption for all. In Christ, God feeds our hungry souls. In Christ, God gives the cup of salvation to thirsty people. We give thanks to God for everything, forgiveness, hope, and new life. Amen. Amen.
singing and making melody to the Lord in your heart, giving thanks to God. So, as we begin our worship today, our prayer is to be filled with the Spirit. And one of the ways Paul tells us today is to sing. Just to sing, give thanks to God, and to make a melody in your heart. Even though you may not keep a tune, it's making a melody. And so, the challenge for us is to think about one thing that's going on in our life right now. Whether it's good or bad. And to spend this beginning part of our service as we talk about Thanksgiving in our music. It's just lift it up to Him. And to give thanks for all that He gives us.
Let us pray together. Ever-loving God, your Son gives himself as living bread for the light of the world. Fill us with such a knowledge of his presence that we may be strengthened and sustained by his risen life to serve you continually. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. The first reading this morning is from Ephesians chapter 5. True wisdom integrates our new reality in Christ with our Christian fellowship and daily conduct. Because we are filled with the Spirit, Christians regularly rejoice together, give thanks to God for one another, and care for one another. In this way, we revere our Lord Jesus Christ. A reading from Ephesians. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. And as you are able, the gospel according to John. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever, and this bread which I will offer so the world may live is my flesh. Then the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat, they asked. 
So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person on the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who eats on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna, but will live forever. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe you remember that some years ago, sports writer Mitch Album wrote a book, a moving book called Tuesdays with Maury. It was later made into a movie starring Jack Lemmon. The whole thing revolved around the fact that Album would spend every Tuesday with his favorite college professor, Murray Swartz, as Swartz was dying from ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. One day, Album asked Maury what he would do if he only had one day to live. And Swartz replied, Our culture doesn't encourage us to think much about ultimate things until you're ready to die. We're so wrapped up in egotistical things, career, family, having enough money, meeting the mortgage, getting a new car, fixing the radiator when it's broken. We're involved in trillions of little acts just to keep going. So we don't get in the habit of standing back and looking at our lives and saying, is this all? Is this all I want? Is something missing? And then he paused and he turned to Album and he said, Mitch, you need someone to probe you in that direction. And so do we all. And that is exactly what we get in today's reading from the letter to the Ephesian. The writer is probing us, prodding us to look at life more carefully. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise people, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Now, being careful in this sense is not about driving defensively or getting a vaccine or wearing a mask, although there's a lot to be said for those kinds of things. No, this is, is really not about playing it safe, but about realizing that it really does matter how we live. And through this whole section of the letter to the Ephesians, the writer is urging us to consider what it means to be a child of God and then living accordingly. But we know very well, I believe, that doesn't always match up with what we want to do in life. And we often resist letting go of what we want. There was a little boy who came up to his dad with his hand behind his back. And he said he had a problem. His hand was stuck in a vase. It was a family heirloom. And of course, the dad did not want to break the vase 
But no matter what he tried to do, the little boy's hand remained stuck. Until finally the dad thought of something and he told the little boy, hold your fingers out straight. And the little boy said, I can't. If I do that, I'll drop my penny. <laughs> Clutching hold of the penny. Something that is not of great value can keep us trapped in an old way of living. Can keep us trapped in our sinfulness. It keeps us from being filled with the kind of life that God wants for us. So how do we live wisely? How do we live wisely in a foolish and wicked world and, and, and have the kind of life that God intends us to have? Well, Ephesians talks about drinking too much wine. Now, drinking wine in and of itself is not a sin. But when we drink it, we begin to come under the influence of the wine's effects. And if we drink too much of it, we can easily lose control. And we act differently. And we drive differently. And that can lead to all kinds of problems, like a DUI. We're all in all kinds of problems and in all kinds of trouble. But rather than simply just trying to avoid a DUI, Ephesians wants us to long for an L-U-I. Living under the influence of the Spirit. Letting God fill us so that we can live our true life. A life filled with praise, and thanksgiving for all that God has done for us. A life lived in community of care and love and grace. Another way of thinking about this being filled is to partake of the bread of life. Throughout these past several weeks, we've heard Jesus telling us that he is the bread who brings a new kind of life into the world. Today, he tells us that when we share in this bread, when we share in this bread, we remain in him. Some translations talk about abiding in him. Now, we don't use that word abiding too much. I don't, anybody, anybody use abiding this week? I didn't think so. But abiding is, is, has the root of the same word as abode which means home. And so Jesus is inviting us to make our home in him, to be comfortable in him, to have an intimate relationship with him, so to be so closely connected to him that we are like what a naturalist told some of our kids in summer camp one year. He brought all kinds of skeletons and body parts of all kinds of animals. And he, he talked about how in nature, one feeds on the other and recycles the animal. In other words, a snake eats a rat and recycles the rat into snake and so on. Everything I eat gets recycled into Bill Milholland. Scary thought, but same is true for you, Right? And so when we share in the meal of Christ, we recycle him into our lives. We become, as Martin Luther calls it, little Christs. We become little Christ to one another and to the world, and we begin to live wisely in this world. We, become to live, we begin to live with courage and with purpose. And we become someone who, who couldn't, that we couldn't be if we did it all on our own. And we also become those who begin probing and prodding others to live their real life as well.
Bishop Tim Smith tells about how the summer after his college, his final year in college, he spent in Africa with Pastor uh, Martin Lang, who was a Canadian missionary stationed in Liberia. And Lang was responsible for a large swath of land that was dotted with dozens of little villages far away from any development. They called it the bush. And so Lang was, every, every couple of weeks, Lang would go out into the bush and take the sacrament to the Christians living in those villages. And on uh, several occasions, Bishop Tim was able to go with him. And on one long ride to a village, Pastor Lang was telling him that they, would not, they may not be particularly welcomed in this day's village. And that got Bishop Tim's attention. He began to tell how the descendants of the medicine men believed that Christianity had taken away their, their power and their control over the villagers, and they would don these grotesque masks to scare the villages and intimidate them. They were called bush devils. They would come out every time people would gather for worship and get ready to celebrate communion. And he said on more than one occasion, Lang talked about how the bush devils would begin to beat their drums loudly in the middle of the service, and the people would gather up their children and run back and hide in their huts. Well, and those, some of those who defied the drums ended up disappearing. Well, Bishop Smith tried to take all of this as just a matter of fact, but in truth, he said he was scared to death. And sure enough, when they got into the village, they began to set everything up for communion, and the drums began to beat faster and louder. And true to form, the people snatched their children and left and went back to their huts to hide. Lang scowled and went out and began to, to ring a bell, an old church bell that was in the square of the village, calling the people to worship. And louder and faster the drums beat, and louder and faster the bell began to ring. It was not like it was a contest between the two when suddenly Lang stopped. And they looked and saw an old, stooped woman shuffling her bare feet through the dust of the village toward the church. And with defiance, she went to the door of the church as faces began to peep out of the, out of the windows of the huts. They were terrified at what might happen. They couldn't believe what she was doing. But then they began to see her with admiration. And right as she got to the door of the church, she turned and looked back into the jungle where those uh, drums had been beating. And almost with a sneer, she stepped into the church. And Lang began to ring the bell again. And slowly and timidly, people began to emerge from their huts and make their way toward the church. And defiantly, they stepped inside until the drums stopped. And not a single bush devil appeared. Their weapon of fear and intimidation had failed. Bishop Tim says that they celebrated the most wonderful communion he had ever had in his life because of that woman. At first, it wouldn't seem that she was being very careful or wise taking a risk like that. But she was filled with the Spirit that gave her the courage to make the most of her days. Not playing it safe. She was probing and prodding her village 
to see what was missing so long as they held tightly to their cheap fear of those devils. She was a little Christ to them and to Bishop Tim. Is there someone in your life who probed and prodded you to living toward your new life, your eternal life, the life that God wanted you to have? Someone who prodded you to be fed with the bread of life as a little Christ for you? If so, give thanks for their gift to you. Is there somebody in your life for whom you could be a little Christ by the way in which you live? If so, receive this blessing to help you. May you abide in Christ Jesus and be filled with the Spirit that you may make the most of your days and live in praise and thanksgiving to God for everything. In Jesus' name.
Please stand as you're able. On this day of the commemoration of Mary, the mother of our Lord, we offer our prayers to God, responding to each petition with the words from the song of Mary, we magnify your name. God, our Savior, we pray for the church around the world. Inspire all the baptized to proclaim your greatness in word and deed. Bless church musicians for their weekly ministry. Make your churches places of welcome for all who suffer rejection. Remember your mercy, O God. We magnify your name. We pray for the nations of the world. Inspire elected officials to look with mercy on those in need. Strengthen democracies and cast down from their thrones all those who are unworthy of the people's trust. On this day that commemorates the end of World War II, we pray for world peace. Bless the people of Germany and Japan. Defend the children of Afghanistan, Ethiopia, and other places filled with violence. Give to every nation the resolve to be done with the horrors of warfare. Remember your mercy, O God. We magnify your name. We pray for those who are poor or oppressed. Help us feed the hungry and raise up the lowly. We pray for pregnant women, both those who are glad and those who are distressed by their condition. Accompany them throughout their labor. Comfort all parents who mourn the death of their children. We ask you to come to the aid of the sick and suffering and those we name here. Susan Bayman, Jesse Brock, family of Ray Burkhart, John Daly, Gay Green, Alberta Holden, Judy Nelson, Earl Schofield, Mary Lou Schofield, Roger Strong, Bill Sutton, Ron Wagner, and those on our lips or in our hearts. Remember your mercy, O God, we magnify your name. We pray for ourselves, grant each of us wisdom, lead us in the way of insight, and graciously receive our personal petitions. Remember your mercy, O God, we magnify your name. We praise you, mighty one, for the mercy shown to our ancestors, to Mary, the mother of our Lord, and to all you have brought to yourself. Gather us with all the blessed to live in your presence forever. Remember your mercy, O God, we magnify your name. We glorify your name, O God, holy one, word of salvation, power of the Most High. Receive our prayers for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. And for those of you worshiping online with us today, we extend our peace to you and we receive yours to us. May we greet one another with a sign of Christ's peace. Those of you who are worshiping online with us this morning, we invite you to share in this meal of forgiveness and new life by bringing your bread and cup together. We encourage you to commune all who are gathered in your presence, or you may commune by yourself if you are alone. Please share the bread and cup using these words, with the bread, the body of Christ given for you, and with the cup, the blood of Christ shed for you. Please stand as you are able.
him the bread of life. You the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then after supper he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for them to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Christ has set the table with more than enough for all. Come and be fed. We will begin our distribution of communion by communing the choir side first today. Please.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Again, we welcome you to worship today, both here in this place and wherever you might be worshiping with us online. Thank you for joining us today and allowing us to be part of your day, wherever you may be. We've got a lot of chances to be little Christs to one another. Um, by living out our, our faith in praise and thanksgiving. And one way, a big way, in our congregation is coming up. It's called God's Work, Our Hands Sunday. Uh, it's actually not just for our congregation. It's across the whole ELCA. Thousands of congregations will be participating in this. And can you imagine the impact and the effect of all of these acts of kindness and generosity and that, what that will have uh, in, in the world today. So we invite you to take a look at the inserts you have in your bulletin. Uh, mark your calendar for that special day. Come and share from your bounty uh, the, the things that are listed there on, in your insert and come and share in the work that we will do together in the ministry center between services uh, on that day on September the 12th. Is that right? 12th. Yes, thank you. Also, uh, tragically, we hear the news this morning of another uh, earthquake in Haiti, um, just 10 years after the last. Uh, and they are also enduring two tropical storms back to back in the midst of that. I will tell you, you're already there through Lutheran disaster relief. Um, I don't know how many of our folks may already be on the ground, but it won't be long before they'll be there. So if you'd like to support rescue and relief operations in Haiti, one of the best ways you can do it is to support Lutheran Disaster Relief. You may do so by going online, elca.org, and there is a tab for disaster relief, and they will specify the, the support for Haiti, and all of the funds will go for that support. I encourage you to do so. Now please stand as you are able and hear this assurance of grace. God has always loved you. God loves you now, and God will love you forever. This is the good news. It gives us new life. It helps us live our eternal life each and every day. So we go trusting that this same God will bless us and keep us, that God's face will shine on us with grace and mercy, and that God will look upon us with favor and will give us peace. Amen. And before I leave, I am very remiss that I didn't think of this earlier, is to say thank you to our liturgical arts team for the wonderful and beautiful uh, art that has been given to us to help celebrate uh, worship here in this space. It is hand done, it is collectively designed, and it is an inspiration to see such work given to our congregation to, to see and enjoy and help enhance our worship. So thanks to all of those who were a part of that. Blessings. Now you can do it. Now it's your turn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Generous life filled with gratitude. Thanks be to God.